Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Billy. Hello. What's going on? You know, just... It's an uh, odd way to start, I understand, just asking you what's going on, but something's different about you this week. I don't know. What's different about me? You send me all kinds of, like, you know, questions and prep notes, and, like, we usually don't prep for anything. Okay. And you keep pushing these lizard guys on me, and I'm just like, why are you so excited for this? Uh, Weird. So here's the deal. Um... We didn't need to discuss any of this, but if we're going to, we might as well. (laughs) Hello, welcome to Stupidity. Yeah. Um, Hi, Mike Yeh. How are you? I don't know why we haven't acknowledged your presence. That's all right, because I I didn't press him on these broken lizard guys. Yeah, these lizard people. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And I know, like, similar to a kid when they don't want to do something... There's always a last minute tummy ache, or there's always something that comes up. You know what I mean? Yes. So we had the opportunity to talk to the guys from Broken Lizard because their new movie Quasi is out now. Right. Um, happy 420 for those who celebrate. So we thought, hey, this would, be, or I thought I should say, and I talked to Mikey, and we thought that you know these would be fun guests to have. Uh, you know, they have a nice following. Uh, and it's, you know, not respectfully, not Adam Schefter again. So it would okay. be a fun episode that we could have. You know what I mean? So I like, get it. No, now I get it. I understand. Yeah. You're, so what you're telling me is you know me better than I know me and to trust you. I said, let's, tr- you know, let's try. These guys are right different. up your alley. That's okay, listen, okay, are, I got it. These are guys that you would love, Jesus. but I, I gathered from, uh, I gathered from kind of the way that, you know, we were going into this that uh, a tummy ache might be coming. You know what okay. I mean? So I yeah, sent I you it. plenty of, uh, I tried to send you plenty of information on the front and be like, look, these are your guys. Um, and it'll be fun. I think the only other time that I've kind of, pushed you like this is for mojo like two years ago when he was promoting uh gi joe snake eyes or some movie that he was in uh before we knew and you know became friends i want to say friends with mojo friends with Uh, mojo you were right then and i think you're gonna be right today so i trust you well so i think it'll be fun and also i mean we're friends with k-funk now too so i mean (laughs) 
I say that lovingly, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I, you know how much I love the guy. I mean, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, Mikey. Weird? Sorry, I made it weird. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you feel 100% better about this if you're if you're not already. I, I, I feel pretty good. Is, I trust I, I trust Billy, but go ahead. Of course. How could you not? But you you still got that look like, eh, oh, listen, I'll give it a yeah. shot. Right. I'm going to guarantee you at least one of them is a, is a dead fan. Wow. I'll bet okay. you at least one of them is a dead fan. All right. I mean, listen, they're releasing a movie on 420. Every day is 420 for me. So, like, you had me at 420, Billy. Okay? The lizard guys. <laughs> not what they're called. Just can't wait till you try and pronounce their name. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're hard. <laughs> really? All right. The Broken Lizard. I trust Billy. Billy doesn't know me better than I know me. And uh, he's right. Last time he told me he pushed Mojo on me. And Mojo has become a big part of my life and uh, and our show on uh, God Bless Football. So I wasn't sure Mojo was going to work, too, when I was pushing. That one kind of just worked out. That one, that one we lucked into. Let's hope we have the same kind of luck right now. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. Since the dawn of mankind, we've cooked our food over an open flame and debated the best way to grill. One thing not up for debate, grilling and beer always go together. And not just any beer will do. Whether you barbecue Texas style or just celebrate Wednesday with burgers and dogs, you need a beer that tastes great and is less filling. So you have more room for food. You know what you need. You need Miller Lights. I love sitting around with friends, grilling, and of course enjoying ice cold Miller Lights. I've been doing it forever. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, tastes as great as your barbecue. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Jay, what's the worst pronunciation of your last name that you've heard? Do you have it? It just happened. Uh, last we week, were on last week. a radio. Was it radio? Yeah. He, he got everybody's name wrong. He got Steve LeMay, Kevin Heffaman, and Jay Chandra Sharkey. <laughs> Although we one time we one time met somebody who said it, and it kind of came out like Jay Chaka Cocksucker. And mm. it, <laughs> It was right. an accident. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going to call him Jay. Nugget Cox was eventually was my nickname. It's continually sort of my nickname. But yeah. uh, the guy was trying to make fun of me. And he was a good, he was a good friend of ours. Uh, he just couldn't remember the name. <laughs> it's 13 letters. You know, I get it. 
Jay Chandra Sharkey is with us. Uh, <laughs> Steve LeMay is with us. Perfect. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Kevin Hefferman is with us. Uh, they have formed a very successful. Billy's already shaking his head. I have no idea what's going on. I don't think you mispronounce it on purpose. Is the thing. I think. That, <laughs> I think that you oh, just botched all it. three of these fucking names, man. <laughs> like, I apologize in advance, but uh, why don't you, Jay? I'll start with you. Why don't you guys? Why don't you tell your story and how it is the three of you kind of came together? It, it goes back to college, correct? We met at Colgate University. Kevin and I met when we were eighteen when we were both uh, rushing the same fraternity. And I kept hearing that this guy was supposed to be the funniest guy in the class. And I'm like, yeah, bullshit. I'm, I'll, I'll, we'll see about that. Uh, and then I met him and then we became good buddies. Uh, and then Steve Lemmy a year later pledged the same fraternity. I mean, there's so many stories, but, but basically Lemmy stole Kevin Heffernan's coat one night while he was pledging our fraternity. And years later, which is like senior year when, when, uh, uh, when I started the group and Kevin and I were both in the group, we were, we were casting people and Steve Lemmy auditioned and Kevin's like, we can't help. We can't that, let that little scumbag into the group. And I'm like, really he's still over this coat that he stole freshman year. And he goes, he's a guy. I can't, I can't work with the guy. And I'm like, well, he's really funny. And, da, da, da. and finally Kevin relented and said, okay, you can play the scumbag characters. <laughs> uh, you guys went to Colgate. You're way too smart to be doing this. So why are you doing this? Uh, it's for the, uh, the, po- it's for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Making movies. <laughs> oh, oh we, do it, we do it for the chicks. That's uh, right. that's why we got into it. Which for the chicks, it's a, it's a good reason to be doing it. So, Kevin, you actually went to law school and you passed the bar, so you could be a lawyer, but you're doing this instead. I did. Uh, is that dumb? I don't know. I'm, I'm having a good time. I mean, you know, no, I, I went to law school and, and um, we we I graduated and then uh, I went to go take the bar, but we were shooting our first movie. So I told my dad, I'm not going to take the bar, and he's a lawyer. He's like, What are you talking about? You don't take the ball down to the goal line and not cross in the end zone. And I was like, Well. I'm going to make this movie. I'll take the bar at some point. He said, yeah, right, you will. So we shot our first movie. And then after that, I took the bar and I passed it. And then I kept going and made movies. <laughs> Which we thought we thought that would be advantageous for us. But then it turns out Kevin's not a very good lawyer. Hmm. So like <laughs> we had we got our first t- uh, a deal with a network to, to uh, write a TV show. And they were going to pay us a nice big chunk of money, a little bit up front. And then there was this thing, that, the kill fee, whether they... They made the show or not, we were still going to get this big chunk of money after one year's time. So we all quit our day jobs. We were celebrating. We never actually wound up writing the script. Like, we just never commenced. And it turns out that at the end, they didn't have to pay us the money because we never actually started writing, which was something that Kevin Heffernan should have pointed out to us. But I wasn't the lawyer. You hired a lawyer. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Uh, Kevin, I'm wondering, is it difficult writing as a group? Like, how does that how does that process work? Can you walk us through that? I, I think it's pretty hard. You know, I think we've got it down to a system. We've been doing it for so long since we were in college together. And, you know, over the years, there have been fights and whatever, you know, and uh, storming out of rooms and things like that. But now I think we're just kind of into a system where the five of us, five of us sit around a room. We crack jokes. One guy takes notes. He goes off, types it up, comes back. And we just keep improving on it. And I think it's a pretty good system. So you're directing you're directing quasi, but Jay's directed some of the movies in the past. How do you decide kind of who's directing? 
And the roles, I mean, you guys alternate lead roles, stuff like that. When you're writing the movies, do you know this is going to be the lead this movie or do you kind of just write it and then figure out who fits where? Yeah, well, uh, for the directing thing, um, you know, we kind of had a short window uh, to make this movie because Lemmy and I do a show called Tacoma FD and we had a window between seasons. And so we got it. Uh, the studio to say yes to make this movie. But Jay was at the time directing another movie called Easter Sunday with Joe Coy. And so, um, you know, we uh, I kind of said, well, why, I, I can do it. And so, uh, you know, they, they let me do it. So that's kind of how that happened. But, and then from the writing thing, I mean, the uh, casting thing, we learned kind of long ago uh, that we wait very late in the game to cast the parts, because if you if you give a guy a certain part as you're writing the script, he's going to write for himself. But if you wait, then, you know, the person writes for the movie. So we kind of got in the habit of waiting very late uh, in the game to do this. Quasi was a little bit different because um, Quasi was actually based on a character that Lemmy used to do. And so he was always going to be Quasi. But it was a guy that he worked with back in the day. Yeah, it was my first job out of college was uh, at a record store in New York City. And uh, there's I was in the rock and roll department. There was a guy, the guy who ran the uh, jazz and blues department was a, a side mouth talker <laughs> and, and he would always corner me and he'd, he'd be like, you know, Steve, uh, the saxophone is the loneliest instrument on the planet. <laughs> and I sometimes like to just sit in my window on a sweaty summer night and just play the blues, play a song for a woman that uh, probably does not exist. For me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And You're I excellent at that. I mean, thank you. And I would talking report, out of the side of your mouth. <laughs> well, it was like, it, it was, by the way, it, it, uh, from the first day of filming to the last day of filming, like it really was like, I had to really force it over there. And then by the end, it would just slide over. Like, you know, it was like a loose piece of meat on a bone. Uh, <laughs> but I would, I would report this, like my tales of uh, interacting with this guy to these guys uh, every night. And we would just sit there and riff on this guy and like how he would play the saxophone out of the side of his mouth. And slowly we built this character, this sad, lonely character who was a hunchback in medieval France caught in this feud between a, a Pope and a King. And, and then the icing on the cake was we made him a virgin and you know, the, the uphill climb for him began there. Um, uh I'm sorry to cut you off, Billy. What are you laughing at? Because he has not stopped laughing. For well, like five I just minutes. love that you turned one of your coworkers into Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Jay, was it hard for you? Because you're normally the one directing. So it was hard. Was it hard for you to give up the directing responsibilities to one of your friends here, one of your partners? I, I always say that uh, writing, or sorry, directing and acting ruins two perfectly good jobs. So. I love. I mean, I direct a lot of television, and I, I love just directing, and I, I act in some stuff, and I love just acting. So I was thrilled. I mean, it, in large part because Kevin and I have been editing all these movies all these years, and he's been sort of the, like there while I've been directing these things. So I, I felt very comfortable that when he directed the film, that it would be a very close version to what I would have done on my own, and I would have to do none of the work. <laughs> right there you go uh kevin did you feel the pressure or like uh, how'd that go no i it was it was fine because you know we use all the same crew and have all the same people and so it's very comfortable but these guys got the opportunity to just grab ass so they you know when you're not directing you get to have fun when you're directing you're always thinking about shit and you know where's the lights and whatever and i think these guys i would look over and see these guys in a corner like laughing having a great time 
and I was kind of envious of them, you know? Uh, you mentioned that you guys get in some fights, and I imagine they happen. It's going to happen. Uh, Steve, I'm wondering, the dumbest fight you guys have ever gotten in? The dumbest fight we ever got into was, I think, on our first film that we ever made. Uh, we had a, uh, you know, it was about a, a dictator. This is a short film, and uh, he got captured by U.S. troops. But he's in denial about that. And, uh, you know, he basically says, I'm only half captured. We got into like a two hour fight about what was the funniest fraction. It was like, nah, three fifths captured. Nah, <laughs> four sevenths captured. Nah. The guys were like making their case. And we were getting like raising our voices at each other. And it was like, I'm only 17 eighteenths captured. And like, you know, like, and ultimately we settled on half captured. We went back to that. But that, that was, was a uh, that was a dumbass fight. That, that was, was a sick stupid fight. fight. Yeah. Wait, you have more I fights imagine. though? Do, are there more fight stories? Uh, I want to hear fight stories. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, look in the creative process. Of course, we we fight, and we, you know, we've right. known each other for you know twenty five years now. But I can't think of like, I can't think of. I remember one time something I said. I, I think Kevin and I were in an argument, and I was like, "What is this fucking chitty chitty bang bang?" Like with my New York accent, I remember saying that to him, which was pretty stupid. But I don't remember what the fight was. Do you, you guys remember any any of the dumb fights we've gotten? Well, into? the fist fight between Jay and Stolhansky. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. So uh, we were we were promoting Super Troopers, and we were uh, in Boston, and it was the last night of our tour, and you know we all went out and got really wasted at some Mexican restaurant. And Jay was not with us. Jay met us later on at the bar. So he walked into a situation where he was dead. So back to the, I went back to the hotel to refresh. I went back and showered and cleaned bidet. up. And I met these guys at the bar after get a bidet in that kind of thing. Get a bidet in. Um, I love a good bidet. So he came back in uh, to the situation and we were all wasted. And Stolhansky, one of the guys in the group kind of started challenging him being a wimp and not drinking and da 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 da. And uh, he started put. They started pushing each other a little bit, and then the bartender cut Jay off, who hadn't even had a drink yet in the bar, and it kind of spilled outside. And <laughs> it started as kind of a funny little pushing fight, and it ended up into a fist fight where uh, Chandra Sekar rubbed Stolhansky's face uh, down a chain link fence. Oh, and uh, it got kind of ugly. <laughs> Well, the funny I, thing I gave him several chances to back off. <laughs> I mean, the first few times I hit him, I, I pulled this, his sweater over his head like a hockey fight and whap, whap, whap. And then he, I said, it's time to stop. I'm dead sober and you can barely walk. But he kept coming. Stolhansky was given all these chances by Jay to not fight. And Stolhansky kept pushing and pushing. And finally, Stolhansky gave up. I was like, ah and turned to walk away, and then that's when Jay attacked him. I attacked. <laughs> a sneak attack. Little sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> Got him down. It wasn't just... a sucker punch. It was a sucker attack. <laughs> <laughs> a full-fledged attack. Okay. <laughs> his face was pinned where the concrete, where the chain-link fence meets the concrete. He had his face pinned there, and he kept, Eric kept struggling, and, and Jay was like, can we be done with this? And finally, Eric said, yes, I give. And Jay released him and Eric attacked again. And so Jay put him down there again. And now people are driving by on the street and we're all around them. We're like, it's okay. They're, they're friends. We're friends. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and then the next day 
Eric denied it. He still continues to deny it, but he had a waffle iron across his, <laughs> his face. On, on local news. On the local news. <laughs> I, I imagine when you guys are writing and you come on something that's good, you, you kind of are all laughing and building off of it. But what happens when somebody's got an idea that just everyone is like, no, that's that's terrible. And, and how do you what's the protocol in kind of shooting one of them down? Uh, you know it now. I mean, after all these years, like when nobody laughs at your you know, presentation, it's done. Forget about yeah. it. You got to get at least three out of the five guys to, to laugh at your joke or else it's done. Yeah. You just don't say anything. And that's enough. Like when you present your big joke and you're met with silence, it's like, OK, we're moving on from here. It's a so tough no room. reaction. It's a, it's a tough room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you're going to be you have to be diplomatic because you're you're going to be in that position where you're pitching the joke. Right. And if somebody is like, that's a terrible idea, that's not the way to collaborate. <laughs> uh, so, Kevin, uh, when the five of you get in a fight, who has final say? Like, who's 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 the guy who has final say in the crew? Well, you usually you know, when we're, when we're just writing, you usually have to get a majority. So the three will outweigh the two. Um on, when we're shooting a movie, luckily the director, you know, we, we do honor the hierarchy of the filmmaking. So if I'm directing, you know, uh, I'll, I'll usually have to make the final decision. Or when Jay's doing, he'll have to make the final decision uh, or else it just goes on forever. You know, you guys have Quasi coming out on Hulu. It's coming out on 420. Uh, why that date? I mean, we know why the date, but like uh, how much pot did you guys smoke in college is really what I'm trying to tell you. Nice holiday. We, we smoked every day. Right, and, uh, and, and you couple, still did. A couple decades, and a couple right. decades after that, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you think this would lead to you smoking with Snoop Dogg at some point? Because you guys were on his GGN News and smoking. He buried, us. He buried us. Yeah, we were kind of on it. I mean, Chandler Sager couldn't even speak. Like he had to do the the uh, the call letters on the way out or whatever it was, and he could not even get a word out. And he couldn't and he couldn't understand why he couldn't. All Snoop wanted him to say was just shout out the D-O-double-G. <laughs> and it's all this is all on film. And Jay'd be like, find this on YouTube. It's you can see it. Yeah. yeah. He Jay'd be like, the D double O G. And then we would all be like, oh God. And then he'd be like, What? What am I saying, man? <laughs> and then and over and over again, the the double D-O-G. And he would think he nailed it every time. In his defense, uh, Snoop's weed is the strongest I've ever smoked in my life. Really? Well, we, we also had a, a lot of uh, opportunity to hang out with Willie Nelson. Um, oh, man. He was in uh, Duke's Hazard, which we worked on, which Jay directed. And then uh, he was nice enough to come and do a cameo with us for our movie, Beer Fest. And uh, we've been on that bus several times, too. That's a That can be a very painful bus to be in as well. Painful? <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, let up. you know, we have a rep- we have a reputation for being, you know, party people. And so both Snoop and Willie, when that happens, they try to knock you the fuck out. They bury and you. So they they pick they go into their thing and they and they choose a certain special kind of weed to take you down. Wait, even at like 80 years old, Willie Nelson's doing that. Yeah, every day. That's correct. We had a friend. We had a friend who we who had to kind of crawl off the bus, right? We had to, we had to, we had to, we had yeah. to lead him off the bus, and uh, it got it got very ugly. 
All right, yes. so you guys mentioned Willie Nelson in, in Beer Fest. You kind of teased Weed Fest. Is that is that going to happen? Is that even being discussed at this point? Yeah. Our, our, our fans really didn't get the joke, that it was just a joke. <laughs> uh, and then at this point, whenever we do an interview, half of the comments are, when are we going to get Weed Fest? And it used to be nice, and now it's like, Assholes, when are we gonna get fucking weed fest? <laughs> so, so assholes, when are we gonna get weed fest? <laughs> We're gonna try. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. I'm talking to Warner Brothers. I really am. Well, yeah, really am. so you mentioned your fans, like they raised money so that you could do Super Troopers 2, which is kind of crazy because Super Troopers 1, I guess, wasn't originally like a theatrical success, but got a cult following, so it was very successful. And then once it was made, you guys generated like $100 million from Super Troopers 2. So why was it so hard to get someone to fund that? Well, it, took a, it, was, a, it was a little while removed. You know, we had done a dance for a while where we want to do it, they want to do it. And, and then by the time that happened, uh, the reality is that Super Troopers made all that money on DVD. And by the time we wanted to make the second one, that market didn't exist anymore. They didn't have DVDs anymore. And so in their mind, they're like, how are we going to make that same kind of money? We're not sure that you can make it from streaming or whatever. So they were kind of hesitant. So we just kind of went to the fans. And, and you know, luckily, <laughs> we started this crowdfunding uh, funding campaign. And in 24 hours, we raised like four million bucks. And it was kind of clear to the, the studio and to us that the fans really wanted it. And so that was a great thing. And it, and it was we were able to bring it right to the fans that way. Which was Did funny because you remember the... Uh... On the day one of the crowdfunding campaign, the studio was like, don't don't mention our name. And on day two, after we raised four million dollars in that in that 24 hours, they're like, you should uh, you should probably mention that we're involved in this. You can <laughs> Wait, but Steve, when they kind of turned the corner and said, hey, you need to mention us, what was your response? Like, a oh, absolutely. Yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever the studio wants you, you, you have to play by the rules right <laughs> well i mean we're we're kind of survivors like we're we're on our eighth movie together we we have learned the game and we play the game right has <laughs> this exceeded done. all of your expectations i'll start with you jay it, has it exceeded all of your expectations it's had to right yeah i mean we were we wanted to do somehow what monty python did uh, and, you know, they obviously had an incredible television show and four movies. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's way beyond. I mean, you know, it's way beyond. It's incredible. I feel yeah. like we're sort of like fish fish to their grateful dead. Right. Oh, yeah. Lord. You opened the portal. You didn't you want to go up, down. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the dead. Uh, uh, well, I love the dead, too. I, I don't even love fish, but I, we're not the grateful dead. Monty Python is clearly the grateful dead. Got it. So we're the other thing. Being fished is not so bad, though. It's pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, Kevin and I had, had went to several uh, Grateful Dead concerts and uh, had a very good time. Excellent. I, I'll be I'll be attending one at Barton Hall and Cornell in a couple of weeks. You guys want to join me? I mean, feel free. Nice. How is yeah. that new new the new makeup? Without, I mean, I, I, after Jerry died, I was like, I'm just not going. But right. everyone says it's fantastic. But I just can't well, get my mind around it. Is John Mayer playing? 
Yeah, it's Mayor. Here's the best way yeah. I can explain it to you. I used to play the dead throughout my house. I I have twin daughters. Uh, they're in college now, but I used to play it uh, throughout the house, and they would be like, Dad, what the fuck is this shit? It's terrible. <laughs> it's awful. And then John Mayer joined the group, and it became Dead & Company, and all of a sudden, the same songs that sucked that my kids couldn't stand became the coolest songs they've ever heard in their lives. And so, uh, and, and they're going to concerts with me, they're going to Cancun with me, and you know, the concert experience became more difficult because I would have to go hide when I smoked weed and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, cool but another you know, great. I mean, Mayor's fantastic. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's, I, I saw them in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, that was the first time I saw Dead and Friends with, with Mayor. And, like, I was blown away because I had never really been a Mayor fan. And, in fact, I had this, like, idea of him as – a teen idly kind of guy. And, Same. you know, I would go along, I bandwagon with the like, Oh, I don't know about John Mayer. And I saw him at that show and was blown away and was like, that dude's legit. Yeah. And, and he's they a, were he's awesome. a cool guy. He's a, yeah. I, I hosted a uh, comedy rap battle with him one night at the, at the comedy store. And he was, it was like an insult battle. And it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I mean, the, the comedian, like we were talking about the comedian and how well they did. And then they started insulting John Mayer, and then they started insulting me, and it was it was a good time. That's <laughs> very cool. It's like if you love the dead, you know it's not. There are cover bands, and they can take care of the lyrics and all that stuff. But it's like hitting that jam on Terrapin Station, which I was shocked that Mayer could do. Um, yeah. But he yeah. does it, and he does it, he does it exceptionally well. Uh, Jay, I am told that you are afraid to smoke pot on camera because you don't want your kids to see. First off, I will tell you, your kids know you smoke weed. Secondly, is that true? Well, you know what happened was I was <laughs> making the Dukes a hazard. <laughs> and uh, there was a scene where Uncle Jesse's smoking a joint um, with another guy. And 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 he's like and Willie looks at me because he goes, you got my joints ready? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. The prop guy, he's got all the all these fake joints. And he goes, I don't smoke that shit. It's bad for you. And I'm like, <laughs> OK. Uh, and, and so we're getting ready to shoot this thing. And so, you know, he of course, he's got loads of joints all the time. And he gets the real stuff. And I look at the Warner Brothers guy. I'm like, why don't you take the afternoon off? Uh, and so I'm <laughs> shooting Willie Nelson smoking real weed in Louisiana. And then he goes, hey, Jake, get on in here. Get on in here. And I'm like, okay. And so now I'm in the shot and we're smoking weed. And these dailies are going back to Burbank. And I'm like, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? My kids know. They do know. I mean, at this point, they do know. I I'm okay right. with it. Maybe we'll do this again, and we'll all be we'll we'll get high together on Zoom. If that's, if that's... <laughs> who uh, who takes uh, Kevin? I'll ask you this: Who seems to take more credit than they actually should for your guys' success? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we're pretty good. Like we do, um, we do like a shared credit for all the writing, and you know, the, whenever somebody asks who wrote that joke, everyone says we all did. You know, so mm. I, that might be the secret to our longevity a little bit. That nobody, uh, nobody really oversteps their boundaries. I think. Yeah, but who's well, the dead okay. weight? I guess. You guys might disagree. I don't know. Yeah, who's the dead weight? Yeah, though, is really definitely. Bad. Yeah, nobody takes credit when they're in group interviews. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like Stephen will give you the answer on dead weight. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. There's no dead weight. No <laughs> dead weight. <laughs> Wait, but twenty five. Somebody. How, how long have you guys known each other? It's been like twenty five years, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you guys, have to, you ever get fucking tired of each other, or like what? We oh get, yeah, we get tired yeah. of each other in one day. 
like uh, <laughs> like Heffern and I Heffern and I did a stand up comedy tour for like 10 years and it was the same every weekend like on Thursday when we got to the airport we'd sit next to each other on the plane we'd talk we'd you know eat meals by Sunday we're like not even walking with each other on you know in the airport we're separated we're sitting elsewhere we're dining at different places like you know you get tired of of hey I'll tell you what it is like Kevin Heffern I've seen his ass crack probably one million times and it just happened like a few days ago you know we've been doing our press tour uh for for quasi and he was sitting next to me and it's like and he gets up and so Heffernan has no ass and so his pants are constantly falling down and there i am for the one million one time one foot away from his <laughs> ass crack and i've been there i've been there like like jay's seen it that many times too you know and you're you're like you pointed it out just last week <laughs> you just point at it. You point we were, at. It. We were together, and you pointed at his ass crack. I'm like, I know, I know. There it is. <laughs> and he doesn't care. I don't care. He's like, get over it. What do I have right. to hide? <laughs> Nothing at this point. I mean, <laughs> wait. So is there you, like this is going to be interesting, Kevin? Is there like something that these guys don't know about you? Do you have like a dirty little secret, or is that impossible at this point? Your guys' I don't relationship. Think so I mean, I don't know. We. Uh, we lived in the same apartments. We we would go on the road and have five guys in the same hotel room for years. You know, right. no, I don't know. That there's a secret. We no, know. we know everything about each other. And it, and it is funny. Like you know, the other day Jay was like, "Oh yeah, Kevin was uh, it like to Kevin's face." He's like, "Remember when you were talking about Lemmy behind his back and you said, uh, and, and Kevin was like, now, hold on a second. I said it to Lemmy's face, which he did at one point, but it was like." <laughs> like Kevin gets annoyed because I'm the guy that like when the waiter's trying to walk away, I'll still say one more joke and bring the waiter back or like and there are times where he's like, just let him go. Just let him go. You know, and like we have those. Th- I don't like chatty. Let me chatty. Well, it's also like when somebody comes up and, you know, we're at a bar, we're drinking and someone comes up and, you know, they want to take a picture. Da, da, that's all fine and good. And we want to get back to drinking and they start to walk away. And Lemmy's like, let me ask you one more question. And then they come back and you're like, well, well, well we were up. Okay. And he just keeps going. Keeps going. I love this story, Mr. man. Cause you guys, you, you guys are best. Up. You guys are best friends, kindred spirits. Um, and you've started and you've continued to do something that brings happiness to all three of you. I can see it. It brings you guys happiness. Uh, Billy, go ahead. You have something? Well, I, I have a question uh, for you, Steve, because when we were doing research for this, obviously, we we're looking you guys up. We're finding out things we want to ask you. So, like, on your Wikipedias, there's fun facts about you guys and there's different things. And then I get to yours and I wonder if you have a gripe with whoever it is that did this. Because the fun fact about you is... His father's from Argentina, and he had polio as a child, which seems like maybe not the best thing to be out there. <laughs> not the funnest of facts. Uh, it's actually fine. You know, like, uh, so it, it's, it's a fun fact. Like, uh, so when I was a kid, you know, like they, they when they gave you the polio vaccine, they were actually giving you live polio a, a little bit. So your body would uh, develop an immunity. Right. A very rare but possible side effect is that you could actually get polio. And I did. I got it in, in my leg and it took my calf muscle. And I was lucky that it just stopped there. It took my calf muscle. And uh, the reason why it doesn't bother me is because I'm still fast as fuck. Which leads I- to another Broken Lizard fight story. The the foot race between <laughs> Chandra Sekar and Lemmy. 
Yeah. So Jay was constantly like in high school, like my nickname is Wheels. I'm the fastest motherfucker you know. My nickname Wheels. is Wheels. Well, Wheels. I was the fastest guy in my neighborhood, in my grade school, and my high school. I ran a four five forty uh, on the football team. I was on the football team for one week. Jay was always saying, like, I'm the fastest guy you'll ever fucking meet. My, my nickname is Wheels. And and I'm like, I'll I'll fucking dust you in a race. And and he's like, bullshit with those short little legs. He's like making fucking short jokes at me. And, wow. and I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. He's like, polio you have jokes. Here, your polio leg. You got a peg leg. You got two <laughs> short legs, and one of them is a fucking wooden peg leg. And <laughs> so we raced, and I dusted him. Apparently, I, I run a four four uh, forty. <laughs> Kevin, you did a masterful job of setting that up, by the way. Well, you just have to, you know, throw a drop in there and then the blood, and then these two guys will go at each other. It's good. Right. Uh, Jay, is that the way you remember that race? I mean. Well, there were there were three races. Uh, oh. And I lost all three of them. There was there was on, uh, on grass with sneakers. There was on cement about a year later with sneakers. And then we did on grass barefoot, and I lost all three. <laughs> Uh, and, and then I said, okay, I'm the second fastest guy in Broken Lizard. <laughs> so what, when you lost the first one, you tried to change the game? Well, <laughs> change the playing field? I mean, yes. Clay court. court. Uh, yeah. Classic wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quasi is coming out. It's their latest movie. <laughs> By the way, who came up with the name Broken Lizard? Chandra Sekar did. Spent about three days smoking weed and, and kind of trying to come up with the comedy group name. Uh, yeah. Then I went to the poster place with um, the Chocolate Bikini Speedo team. Uh, and I got there and I told the poster guy, it's going to be the Chocolate Bikini Speedo, Speedo team. He goes, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. You don't like it? He goes, it's all right. And uh, <laughs> now I'm like at the poster place. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not good. And so I, you know, I really wanted people to think about us in the same breath as Monty Python. And so I said, okay, let's, let's come up with a name that's, you know, Monty Python, Broken Lizard. So I thought Lizard Python, and I just said, it was, I named it both Broken Lizard. Right. And I came Jesus, you were fucking high, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you tell Those anyone guys, or you just printed the poster? poster? Yeah. He didn't, didn't tell, tell anyone. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we had had, we'd had, we had, Kevin's not lying. We we had, had this three day, basically like you know the NCAA basketball tournament, where like everybody brought like thirty names to the table, and it's like we debated them, smoked pot. Three days go by, we finally settled on, you know, chocolate speedo, whatever it was, and uh, and then the day of our first show, our first live show, uh, the flyers get delivered, and and we were broken lizard. So you know, <laughs> at that point, we're like, all right, we're broken lizard. Let's do this. Uh, quasi streaming on Hulu starting on April 20th. Uh, guys, go ahead. Tell us about it. Like, uh, Kevin, I'll start with you. Tell us about, uh, tell us about quasi. Well, it's a story about this lovable loser, this hunchback, and, uh, it's kind of our spin on the Quasimodo story and it has nothing to do with the, uh, the original Quasimodo story. Sure. Uh, but it's about this guy who finds himself in a conflict between the Pope and the King. And at the same time, he falls in love with the queen and, uh, and tries to get himself out of all those problems. So, it's fun because we we play multiple characters, kind of like Monty Python. So um, every every guy has a, a couple of characters, and it's kind of a throwback to what we used to do before, you know, the cop movies and stuff. Was we like funny wigs and costumes and accents, and uh, so we this guy gave us a chance to kind of. 
go back to that and do this kind of silly stuff. So it's 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 very funny and and somewhat different, you know, from the Super Trooper movies. Uh, Jay, do you guys feel like this is the best movie you've made, or what do you think? Well, you know, it's it, it's a funny thing. It's like we don't really have a great relationship to our movies after they come out. It's just you can find fans of Club Dread and you know Super Troopers and Number Two. Like it's just sort of all I want is that each movie to be uh, good enough that it gets us to make another movie. And I think, <laughs> in my view, Kevin's done a, a great job, and he's he, and and I think we'll get another movie out of this. Well, thank you. It's a good movie. It's it's a damn good movie. Do you have something that you're thinking of next already, or you just kind of wait till you get the next movie before you come up with the concept? Super Troopers 3. Super Troopers 3. I saw it's called like Winter Soldier or something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince these guys to shoot in the in the winter, but they're all just no like these California wussies now. Yeah, no chance. No That's chance. My blood's too thin. That's fucking my bullshit. Blood's too thin. We we said to you, we're not like shooting in the winter sucks, and, and you're like, you know, we'll just wear some electric socks, and then like you're the first guy you step outside, and it's cold. You're like, this is fucking cold. Wow, God, this fucking sucks. CGI like, the winter. <laughs> <laughs> He Summer soldier. Summer soldier sounds cool too, right? Summer soldiers. Summer soldiers. Summer soldier. Not bad. Weed fest. Get on it, please. please. I know. <laughs> uh, Kevin, which one of the five of you? Okay, like this okay. has gotten to their head too much. The ego's too big. Which one of the five of you has that happened to? Has the big ego? Yeah. I don't know. Let me. Maybe. I don't know. Jesus fucking Christ. That's fucking bullshit, too. God. I try. Well, I just only think, like, who's who's the biggest diva, right? Hold on a second. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you. I'd have to agree with you, Kevin. Oh, oh wow. Right. I'll fucking come at Chandra Sekar in a second. <laughs> I have, I'm the least vain person in this group. I, I've, like, have you seen what the character I play in this movie? I'm covered in shit. And my mouth is on the side of my head. But you still look good, man. Thanks, baby. In in uh, in beer fest. Do you know how hard I took one for the team? Sure. I, I shaved male pattern baldness into the front three inches of my head and permed my hair. I was freshly single. I was psyched to go to this college town and just lay it down. Just lay it down. And but there I was in glasses and I had the the Sean Pan Carlitos way for for fucking 10 weeks of my life. I would like to see say I didn't get any action, but I actually got more action than I've ever gotten in my fucking life uh, making that movie. But but like but then I had to wait for reshoots and this part started to grow in like short and straight. And this part grew out even more hideous. I fucking sacrificed the team. I'm like. I may take the longest in the makeup chair, but that doesn't make me a diva. That's all I'll say about that. Well, you had the Kleinfeld look we're working. Dude, I can't even. Should have got an Oscar, bro. Should have got an Oscar. Should have got, <laughs> yeah. got an Oscar. Kevin was naked covered in powdered sugar for a movie. Like, yeah, you man. have it so bad. It's on film forever. In Super Troopers 2, I did naked cartwheels. I got my dick out there. He's not the only one. <laughs> But did you have to did you covered in powder fluff yourself beforehand? I didn't fluff myself. <laughs> I, you, fluffed, you fluffed yourself. I, he's still, fluffed he's still complaining about having not fluffed himself. He should you should have fluffed yourself, bro. No, as the character wouldn't have fluffed. Have you seen you know what? 
from that movie. Go go watch that movie. We call him the tuna can because his dick is wider than it is long. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing out of bounds with you guys. <laughs> no. Not no. None of you have ever said to the other, hey, too much, too far, ever. No. No, no. you can't. You right. can't. It's the House of Pain style of comedy. You know what these guys did to me? Do you know what these fucking assholes did to me? <laughs> we made When we made our movie Beer Fest, I, my, I did this thing in it. My character, Finkelstein, does a strikeout, which is a bong hit. And then you do a shot, chug a full beer, and then blow the smoke out. Something we used to do in college. Now, obviously, I was like, if we're going to do this, on camera i want to do it for real i'm not going to pussyfoot about this and we're not cutting so i'm really going to do it so again it's like one of these days where you look at the prop guy you're like why don't you take a walk around the block <laughs> and i put you know i put the weed in there we had the tequila i had the real beer i did a really nice bong hit and and uh strike out on the first take and and jay comes up to me he's like uh you need to it didn't you didn't fill the bong up all the way we need to do this again and so, you know, I do the second one. I fucking rip a massive bong hit. And like, you know, I do the strikeout. These guys keep coming out to me. They're like, it just, you, you have to fill it up more. It's like, just from the camera, it doesn't look like it's it's full. It needs to be thicker. So I'm each time I'm getting deeper and deeper bong hits. I did five of these. Now, one of these things will kill you. I did five of these things. And at the end of it, they come up laughing. They're like, we actually got it on the first take. <laughs> all right check out their uh their newest movie quasi it streams on hulu starting on april 20th uh gentlemen this has been a delight i mean tuna cans bog hit stories foot races uh we appreciate you guys joining us you get it's a great story you guys are a lot of fun and and we wish you continued success thank you thank you, thank you. So, Stu Gatz, we started yeah. that interview with you asking them uh, the worst way people had botched their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they said, oh, it was just the other day. And then, unknowingly, until I think the absolute last mention of the movie, uh, which is about a, a fictitious hunchback uh, and their version of Quasimodo... So obviously the movie's called Quasi. You continuously called it Quasi throughout the entire interview, and yeah. they were very polite and never corrected you once. I, I, I noticed. Yes. And then at the at the end, you got it right. So I'm wondering, and I wanted to ask them, but I didn't because it went. I think it went well. I, I wanted to ask them if the next time they're asked about names being butchered, if they will say, well, we did this 45-minute interview with a guy who called the movie the wrong name the whole time. When we continuously said it. He was quasi right. No, yeah. but here's the thing, Mikey. I, I, I told Billy I noticed. <laughs> I noticed it was happening, and I still didn't correct myself. Like yeah, I knew yeah. it. I knew they were. They were. I don't want to say upset about it, but they were like, "Hey, get the fucking name right," and uh, and I still did. I still didn't. Uh, I still didn't correct myself. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Billy. But Billy, you were right. I, I got to tell you again. You were right for the second. You're two for two. Uh, Mojo and these guys. You were right. They were great. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Can I tell you what uh, my fear is? I shouldn't say my fear. Well, I have a prediction. Yeah. This went well. Um, and I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. I I think that the way you felt after this and in, in having a conversation with you is you want to bring them into the whole prediction 
situation where mm-hmm. they will be joining us. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that they will have the availability to do so, even though they seem to have a good time, right? Uh, but what I think might happen is that if we bring them into the universe of making picks, like two weeks in, if they ever even agree to doing it, what's going to happen is it's just going to be K-Funk and the other two members of Broken Lizard. <laughs> and then we're not going to know what to do. Maybe Carl Douglas. Carl, Carl's going to be back. Well, Carl's an interesting one because Carl quit on us last year behind the scenes. Like right before the Super Bowl, he quit on us. And then we're like, well, what are we supposed to do now? Carl will still send his picks. He just won't show up to the actual thing. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Carl will still be involved, just not on the Zoom. Yeah. Uh, how about Antonio Tarver? Tarver, uh, yeah. He might be there. And Troy? Oh, God, I miss Troy. <laughs> what a weird show we put together. Colsey Coleman. Oh, Cozy. Uh, the, the amount of excitement that K-Funk had with Cozy. Amazing. Was the straight... I, it might be looking back, and I don't know why we're do, doing a breakdown of Godless football today on the funny. 420. Yeah. I, <laughs> He was so sure that this was going to be like his good thing that everyone was excited about. And when he joined, and look, I have an admission to make to you. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, since you were praising my good judgment before, it was either the night before or the morning of, K-Funk revealed to me it was Kosi Coleman. Right. And I didn't have the heart to tell him they don't want to talk to him. So Is this I pre- after you said who? I pretended not to know that that's who he was bringing on when he gave me a heads up. I didn't want to tell him, like, hey, fuck, no one wants to talk to your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Stupidity. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. Since the dawn of mankind, we've cooked our food over an open flame and debated the best way to grill. One thing not up for debate, grilling and beer always go together. And not just any beer will do. Whether you barbecue Texas style or just celebrate Wednesday with burgers and dogs, you need a beer that tastes great and is less filling. So you have more room for food. You know what you need. You need Miller Lite. I love sitting around with friends, grilling, and of course, enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights. I've been doing it forever. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, tastes as great as your barbecue. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.